sudden it just became like all this bro shit started happening. Like it was like like all this bromance, romantical bro. Like and you were like, wait, we that was we. I thought we that was us. I yeah. Thought, who took that? I mean, granted, you know, it's not, yeah. <laughs> we probably obviously got it from somewhere, but like, yeah. there was a point where the souls and hot water were like in love with each other. Yeah. On that note, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, this evening I have with me Michael McDermott. I said that correctly, did I? Your last you name? did say that correctly. Right. Yes, Michael yeah. McDermott. That's Th- me. Thank you for joining me this evening on A Pow Wow with Pops, uh, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. I have been uh, asking Michael to be on the show for quite some time. Uh, he said yes, and of course, life stuff happened, and then he was also, through after all of it, uh, very supportive. Thank you very much for that as well. And um, oh no, and uh, and I just wanted, and I'm glad to have you on here because I'm excited to talk to you about your uh, travels um, through life as a musician. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, like I usually do, usually start most of the shows. I like to. Oh, sorry, my two boy cats are having a tift right now. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> they're really pissed. Like they're. What are you guys fighting for? Come on, I'm in the middle of an interview here. That just shows you what a, so a divorcee bad. male, you know, living in a 400 square foot studio apartment is going through right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's man. A, yeah, man. Good times. But again, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. And as you stated earlier, the the camaraderie between the Bouncing Souls and Hot Water Music. But I want to kind of go back further with you, um, kind of like maybe get an idea of maybe like uh, where are you where are you originally from? Where'd you grow up? Um, out, outside of Philadelphia, uh, in Bucks County. Um, so for me, like in a place called Yardley, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um. Total uh, Wally and Lee, like, you know, Wally Cleaver lifestyle, right played baseball, was in marching band, you know, I mean, got myself into troubles, you know, smoked too much weed, still probably smoked too much weed, um, <laughs> but it, 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 just a great lifestyle, uh, right across the bridge from where I was from was an amazing punk club called City Gardens in Trenton, New Jersey, Okay, and um, that, that was my formidable, you know, yeah. years were were shaped there for sure at that club. So, um, uh, yeah, that was, but that, but so yeah, Bucks County, PA, right around like Trenton, New Jersey, say so. So, so were you? Did you get hit by punk music and the 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 pull of it? Like, would you say middle school or was it in high school? Uh, high school. High I, school. I didn't really fully get it until i mean but i was in bands like my but like so like i mean probably all the way through but i mean most of my high school i was doing like uh like cure stuff like early ministry okay nice. like work for love kind of ministry band like yeah, stuff yeah. like that um and i love that <laughs> any of that kind of stuff so nice um and so, I, but I mean, it's just, it's kind of all the same stuff. I mean, right. which then also, you know, I'm like, I'm also like playing along the Clash records. Right. Um, which then you're, you know, you're, you're, then you're playing along to like the jam. Right. And you're playing along. It, it, it just keeps going. You yeah. know, the Ramones, the Sex Pistols, you just start to, you know, and you just start to find your way. And then you start to figure out more. You're like, well, I, I want the drumming to be cooler. Right. I want her like, you know, just, just it for, you know, and then you like, you find like the descendants 
and you and Bill Stevenson, right. and then you're like, oh, 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 oh and shit. then you start to explore that <laughs> right. those avenues and move, you know, from there from like your Chuck Biscuits and like, all your shit. It's just so you know, There's, it just keeps moving. Yeah, it's it's a it's an amazing uh, web of history and music that kind of has built this genre over the years like all the different little tentacles that reach out to all the different areas throughout the country that you know that have affected all of us as musicians and artists you know that probably oh for sure man and so what so you're in high school you you get done with high school i think when did you when did you decide or was there a band that you were in prior to the bouncing souls was it was it you all met up like what how did this all occur uh, I, I did, like, out of high school, um, I was, like, just slinging around in bands, um, then I, and I moved then to New York, uh, to New York City, uh, like, the Lower East Side of New York City, like, the early 90s. That must have sucked, um, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> it must have been what, sorry, what I you said say? it must have sucked, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, um. It was. It was definitely that was that was an interesting time for the Lower East Side for yeah. sure. I mean, it was it was better than it used to be, but yeah. and, but not quite what it is it's, now. It still had the edge um, to it. It had, it had, it had that edge the, that it needed. <laughs> oh yeah, man. It's yeah for sure, for sure. Like when I was on I, I lived on Fourteenth Street between First and A, and like and when I was unloading my car, like there was definitely people. <laughs> looking at me as yeah. like what are you taking out of your car <laughs> upstairs I'll, I'll come yep. through your window later and take that yep. and I knew enough to like shut my trunk when I went upstairs for between trips but I mean you know it, yeah but it was it was just that and then I um and I danced around in a bunch of bands um and then I, and then Todd and Chuck from Murphy's Law had this band called Shining Time Station okay um and and what this was so really kind of brought me into the punk thing. Um, and so then I, we were doing shine in time station and then, uh, Jimmy needed a band for Murphy's law. And it, I mean, Todd and Chuck are probably, you know, as close to OG Murphy's law as you were going to get rest right. in peace. Both of, both of those brothers, right. man, uh, uh, two, two of the best musicians I've played with. Todd, Todd, you wow. had, had a sound in his hands that, you it, it's unmatched and and the same for chuck valley on bass wow okay. um and and we've lost them both and yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah i mean but but you know they're amazing amazing human beings and more amazing musicians um and so and i mean in anything either of them touched yeah you know go check out but, yeah. but so <clears throat> we were doing that band jimmy needed a band for murphy's law um i kind of was i knew at every kind of all the Murphy's Law stuff because I was while living in Bucks County and going to punk shows and being a punk head right like you know my friends and I had like a punk band so we like any circle jerk shit seven <laughs> second stuff Murphy's right. Law Descendants uh, we threw in some guar um, but oh, wow. we just played all these covers in my basement nice but we played an immense amount of Murphy's Law songs so I was kind of pretty familiar I mean literally I mean I have a cassette tape and the first time I have, we ever played together, we just wrote a set list out and we ran a set. Oh wow! And yeah, and I have a look at set, and I'm not, it's, it's, 
I'm not gonna say it's great, but it's it's not it's not the wor- the worst thing I've ever done. The you first attempt, time you, you did um, it. <laughs> but it was but it was but that was my that was my foray into real punk is like just like diving into the deep end and being uh being Jimmy Gestapo's drummer. And that was around like late ninety two, ninety three. Okay. And then after that, what what led into getting into, like, what else was it? Were there any other bands prior to hitting the Bouncing Souls? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, then, so then I did I did Murphy's for the longest time for probably like three years, maybe. Okay. Uh, then I came down to Florida, and there was a band down here at the time called Collapsing Lungs, which okay. had opened up for Murphy's Law. And they were on Atlantic Records, and but when when the manager called uh, my house, <laughs> I mean, this was before cell phones and stuff. So right. you know, and, and I would, I, my my mother, my mom and dad were never going to move, so they were like kind of like my PO box and my answering machine. Right. And um and so the the manager of the band, you know, called and you know my mother took the message and was like, I don't know. He, he sounded shady, <laughs> and I was like, "Mom, mom, it's the music business, you know, like, yeah. like really." And um, <laughs> and so I came down to I came down to Fort Lauderdale, um, and I did that band, which the the collapsing lungs collapsed. It turned into the lungs, um, okay. and we put out a record on Pavement Zoo, and toured with like Cypress Hill and the Roots. Oh wow! Uh, and did stuff and did that. So and that was like yeah. So the the lungs and collapsing lungs. I'm not. I mean, you from being from Florida, I don't know if you know, but like yeah, like the lungs were like kind of like an industrial hip hop band. Okay. And then when we collapsed, it was still kind of an industrial hip hop band, but like maybe more you know, like a punkier hip hop band. It you know like the, the the collapsing lungs. That singer he had like originally played bass like in in Marilyn Manson. Oh, okay. So when he formed this other band, it sort of had that tinge of like South Florida medley, yep, industrialized. Oh, and yeah. so once that once once it collapsed and he went away, it kind of became a, little, like a lot more funky, a lot more like real kind of hip hop, yeah, yeah, kind of stuff. Um, or what, or what, uh, or what uh, six six white guys and a, and a, and a brother on guitar can do to be hip hop, if you will. Right. Um, so then, and then, and then that, that was till about like 96. Um, I, then I went, uh, I, I had a friend that played horns, uh, Jeff Baker, King Django. Um, and he, he played uh, trombone in Murphy's law. He had Danny Doolin. Um, his band, a ska band out of New York city, Skinner box, New York, NYC mm-hmm. needed a drummer, so I hightailed it from Fort Lauderdale straight to New York City, wow. and then did ska music. Uh, so I draw. I I just I love learning stuff, right. which is kind of why I got into the punk thing. I mean, I did the whole like you know concert band, marching band, orchestra, right. that kind of stuff, and then you want to get into so then I did the punk thing, then I did like the hip hoppy thing, I did, and, right. and then from that up into the total i've just immersion into ska and reggae okay um which was rad for and that was for about three years and then uh 2000 early to january 2000 is when i joined the bouncing souls and then that was 14 13 and a half 13 point eight years later wow so when you prior getting into drumming in school and stuff like that 
Did you come from an artistic background? Like, did you come from a musical family? Was there, like, music around the house a lot? Like, was there, like, a lot of that going on, or? Yeah, my mom, uh, my mom, again, rest in peace, um, was a concert pianist. Oh, wow. uh, And, like, a choir director. Oh, wow. So, so she was great. She was, she was awesome. Um, I mean, and I, and I guess when I say concert penis, I mean, just like, you know, kind of in our house, did, did some other things and, but like never nothing huge. Didn't but make had records music, or anything. But had, like, wasn't, wasn't known, right, but, uh, but there was constant talent. music. I mean, there's, she was constantly playing lavish pieces wow. by Beethoven or Bach or Chopin okay. upstairs. And, and, and then being the drummer and having very very supportive parents they allowed all of the other musicians to come to my house okay cool um which which at that age man i mean you got you know you that gotta a lot. you know you have to be very pain and especially for my mother i mean rest her soul god she, i mean <laughs> the things she would put up with i mean she would right. flash the lights and you know and and ask if the guitar player could play another chord um and what was but but was very supportive. I mean, right. if like if that, you know, you come upstairs and yeah. I'll I'll play a chord on the piano and for I'll you, and I will you. show you <laughs> that chord on the guitar. I'll help you, and then you'll you know. So it was cool that way. Right, um, that's awesome. Uh, so, but but always they were just so supportive of all things that I did. Um, so just really that I get everything from my mother. Right, my mother was the one who was, who awesome. was just super you know, musical that way. See, that's cool. Cause I, you know, like a lot of people, like some people will like play punk music their whole lives. You know, I'm a musician. Like I, I'm, I'm not the best bass player. I love playing bass. I played bass in bands for about 15 years. I'm probably going to start playing again, but I like playing what I feel like playing. Like it, you like, I don't, yep. if it like, if it makes me feel good at the time, that's what I want to play. And that's yeah. what I think is very important for artists to understand as musicians is that, you know, you, when you constrict yourself, you constrict yourself as an artist. You you keep yourself from growing and becoming um, more more inept and more with the ability that, of that natural feel of all different types of music, which are all important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I get... I get if you're, you know, like a painter, or you're, you're, or you're an author, you're a writer. You know, there's certain things, you know, that you, you're like, well, I'm kind of like, you know, I do, you know, you know, audio autobiographical stuff, or I, you know, I just, I just write fiction, or I write nonfiction. Right. And, but, but I mean, those people still love all of the literary arts. Just because they write in fiction or or whatever, right. you know, doesn't mean that they don't read everything else. Exactly. Which is kind of to the point of what you're making. Yeah. Is that and as a musician, true, you you should you should you should never pigeonhole yourself or limit yourself, um, and 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 also do that thing like as a kid where if, you know if you're like all of a sudden you're like oh shit why am I moving this right. is like yummy by Justin Bieber why am I moving right. Uh, no, if it, it's okay, yeah. it's all right. Yeah, I and and I and I'll say and I I'll, I'll say it because I found myself my my girlfriend and I watching an old episode of Saturday Night Live and he was on as the musical guest and I, and I again man I don't I don't pigeonhole myself like you're saying right and and I also I also do what I like to call 
if I don't like something, um, and I want to, and I want to shit talk it, right. <laughs> um, I, I want to do what I call educate my hate. Right. And so I, I don't want to just shit talk and be like, ah, but I mean, like, I mean, to, to be quite honest, like, like the bouncing souls did that a little with panic at the disco right. and we would be like panic at the disco. <laughs> and like right. just sort of fuck around with it right and then i saw and then at one point i was like well let me listen to this like this band let me check this and i and next thing you knew um i was at a show i was befriending them right. um and then and then i gotta say man i don't know if you know the panic at the disco at all yeah. but i really single-handedly like to take credit for the second record sounding like the fucking Beatles because those dudes didn't know how to smoke weed before me and John Harris and I don't John Harris who used to be the sound man you know John Harris uh, yeah yes so John Harris was doing sound for them and that's how you know he Harris was like McDermott come up like we were souls were at a stage they were at some other things like Bumbershoot in, in, in Seattle. Right. And I went over to Bumbershoot and I got them fucking annihilated. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this is amazing. <laughs> and the second record came out and that shit was like the fucking Beatles. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, what did I do? I got him tied. Um, so it, yeah, I'd like to take credit for that. I know that I cannot take credit for that, but, but I'd like fun. to take credit for that. So, um, but yeah, no, you, but so with that, like that, I did the same with that and I found that I liked it and like, you just should do that. If you find yourself, you know, in your parents' car and you're tapping along, you're like, oh shit, I'm listening. Like, this is let your love flow. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't like, why am I, ta- but no, man, if you, if you like that, if you're feeling it and right. just let it go, just yeah, yeah. go, let, let your love flow. So yep. to speak, let it just go with that shit. And you'll learn more and, and do that. If you take that with anything, you know, yeah. I think you can and be as, and, and don't be as narrow minded or don't go, you know, with just what your friends say or right. think or what the norm is, you know, yep. think outside the box, I think is kind of probably what, yeah. what Mr. Sheeple, Coker's man. saying. And, <laughs> right. I, and, and, I, and I second that. Think yeah. outside the box. Yeah, completely. So you get into the bouncing souls. Um, what was what was the introduction into the band like, and when, like, what were, how did it grow to you as a drummer? Like, was it a, I mean, the band's huge. It's you know like, and uh, like what? Yeah, how, how did, no. So I was I, I did I, I went to New York and I did like every ska band. I did I mean from. Skinner Box to the Slackers to Stubborn All Stars to Mephiscopheles. Oh wow! I did it all. No shit. Okay. I did. Ev- I did every fucking ska band in New York, and so, um, and so Mephiscopheles opened up for um, H2O and the Bouncing Souls at okay. the Trocadero in Philadelphia, which so co- just so happened to be Sal Peachy, the former drummers. Um, last show. Okay. That's kind of where they had a, a parting of ways, so to speak. Wow. Okay. Um, I did not know any backstory at the time of what was happening. I just, you know, or that they had already, that, you know, the events leading up, say, to said event, to that, to that right. day. Um, but, but I just witnessed this band that was awesome with like a, and a sold out truck again, like it was my hometown. I lived in Philadelphia for, for Holy shit. you know, eight, 16 years. Right. Um, so I'm playing a, a show in my hometown 
Um, and 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 this and the drummer was he was I thought I mean again he, they were having it was the last night for him. Right. They they were there were lots of problems, but but as a drummer and like you know one who's like no oh my god like I just he uh it, it, I just couldn't imagine how he had the job in right. such an awesome band right. And I want that, but I would, I would want that job. Right. Like I, I could do better than that. I think I could do better than that. Yeah. Um, and then, so then, yeah, I, I was, then I was in meth for a little bit. Somebody gave me, said that Bowser Souls were looking for a drummer. I called, um, there was an original drummer in Metroscopolis, um, named Mike Reich. And Mike Reich was probably very much like, uh, Shao was on that last show. But he was that way probably all the time. Right. Um, and so when I called the Souls, they were like, hey, yeah. And, but they had seen Meth at the truck. And, right. and Pete from the Bouncing Souls <clears throat> had specifically watched me that night and was like, wow, like he's a fucking, he's, he's a good, he can play drums. Right. So he was like, hey, are you the drummer that we just saw? Or are you the original Meth drummer? And I was like, huh? And he's like, did you just play with Mephiscopolis at the Trocadero when we played? And I went, yeah. And he went, okay, yeah, totally. Hey, what's up, man? Um, and then, like, later on, I, you know, Pete was like, yeah, because that, I mean, we commiserated on the fact that Mike Reich, right. you know, was <laughs> not the drummer that would have been right. good for the Bouncing Souls. Right, right. But, yeah, so, but they, they, were, but they were super cool. Everybody was rad. Um it, it was easy because they were already a family, right? And they had already done this this thing, so it was easy to kind of interject myself. Um, uh, you know, it, it just it was just easy. They're 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 great people, so it made it super super easy. They made it super super fun. Um, Do you think that comes? Yeah. A, that occurs when. Everyone in the band, even if you are a new drummer, all have – and I don't want to – like I think natural musicians are people like you, someone who could play a lot of different stuff and you can pick it up and you – you know, like something just innate in you as 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 artist and that the it just the right four of you got together at the right time and it kind of clicked. Yeah, man, symbiosis, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, you know, yeah, it did. I mean, well, for, I mean, also though, for like Brian, the bass player, um, shout like I was more of like a hardcore drummer. Right. Um, like when 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 like metal and punk and hardcore kind of came through, right? And you got you were like you were like okay when I you know which side am I on? And I was like oh, I'm on the single pedal side. Right. <laughs> um. And so I, I just went, went with the hardcore crew. Um, Brian from the Souls is a hardcore kid. Right. Um, so me being able to play like fast punk beats or hardcore beats, that was something that Shell wasn't really so adept at. Right. Um, so that was that was cool for them because it was. And I just and like even for me, I just I I heard a couple of things like like like. Um, like with like hopeless romantic was one of the songs I had to audition with, and when I was listening to the guitar on the record, it just it doesn't seem like the drums are sort of playing along with the flow of the rhythm of like guitar. Right. Um, 
And I was just, and I just sort of asked, I was like, can I just sort of, when we get to the chorus, can I just sort of, and it's, you know, just sort of washing along and playing along to the chorus, just right. sort of open and, you know, washy. Yeah. Um, and, but they, that had never happened. I don't know why, but they, but it, that's kind of what that song kind of needed. Right. Um, not that, not that it wasn't a hit. Before right. Hand. No, exactly. It was already a hit. But, but it was just, I was like, can I play along with you? instead of playing kind of against you. Right, right. And so it, it was easy, like stuff like that. And when you do stuff like that, and and I mean, and those dudes, again, like, you know, Pete and Brian and Greg, they're great musicians. So, yeah. and and nothing, you know, against Shell. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and, all, and we both know George, and I've seen George since I've gone. Yeah. And there's this whole thing that when you're just a fucking, <laughs> when you're a motherfucker, like yeah. George, you come in and you just sort of polish the fucking parts that are there. Okay, can you tell me like something? George, uh, yeah, I just I just yeah. want to ask you a quick question. As a drummer, what do you think about George Rebello as a drummer? Uh, just what I was kind of saying, like he kind of, like kind of what I was saying with Shell, like where I, you come in and you and you, you you hear some things and you're like, let me embellish on these, let me make these parts better. Right. George, the same way with everything that I did, you know, when I yeah. heard him doing my shit i was like oh that's the way i was supposed to play that <laughs> oh i get it now oh oh damn open it. it up and play it oh okay like yeah i mean he just he was always though but but i mean hot water as a whole What'd those you think? dudes were always kind of like next level they were like the musicians musicians band that's what i tell you know what everybody. i mean like yep i tell everybody that that's yeah. like since since I've been a Hot Water music fan since day one. Like, I've never not loved that band as... Yeah, man. And I love them separate as the people that, from the people they are. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. It's crazy. That band is... I People don't understand, like, just talking about them, like, seeing their first shows. Like, I get goosebumps thinking about all that shit. Like, they had something that... No, I don't... As we traveled across the country, I didn't see in other bands... There was just a certain something about them, and they had this, like you said, they were musicians, yep. musicians. Like er, bands loved them. Like it was like, yeah, dude, so good, yep. so fucking good. No matter where you went in the world, you saw somebody else in another band or somebody else's crew, and somewhere along the line, it, it, somebody <laughs> had like a hot water hoodie on or yep. a hot water shirt. And you would all, and you could, and you could always connect with them on that, and be like, "Yo, nice shirt," maybe, or they'd be like, "Yo, nice hoodie." Yeah, like because they were, they really just are. They're they are, and will always be the musicians' band. Like, I mean, you know, the every man can like them too. But I'll tell you what, you and that that I gotta say, <clears throat> as a uh, <clears throat> and you know this as a bass player, as a musician yourself. Yeah, and nothing not to discount fans. At, at all totally. because without fans i would just be right where i am now in my drum room right by myself exactly um but <laughs> but you but you want the respect of your peers yeah um For and, sure. and and you know and again like not that you don't want the respect of all the fans who pay good money come to the show travel do all the things yeah there's there's you want the respect of everyone yeah but to have the respect of, of like of a George Rebello, to have George sit behind me, or and when I get up, have him kind of shake his head and be like, "Yo, pal, holy shit, dude!" Yeah, you're like, "What?" 
He thinks he sucks so bad. He's so he's, he cracks Dude. me up all the time. Dude, he'll get off stage and, and you like and I'll be jaw dropping like whoa, yeah. pal! Holy shit, you took it to the tubs and he'll be like, oh, no, huh? I fucking you know, you'd be like, like <laughs> I mean, and I guess though that's that's really what we you should have in you if you are a good musician. Yeah, you know, if Fair you or, and to to always just sort of want to be better. Yeah. To, to be like no, and to be the worst was, and, and again, yeah, I mean, I, I, when I can come off stage and be like, okay, I, I kind of made it through. What I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat myself up so bad tonight. But you know, you're still gonna, you, you want to improve on everything. I, I mean, I think as a, as, well, no matter what you do, yeah. I mean, for God, if you're the fucking grocer, if you're yeah. the bad guy at Publix, yeah, every day you go in. And I'll, I can say this because I was the fucking bad guy at McCaffrey's. Exactly. Um, <laughs> if you've done it, you, you know. learn. You learn how to stack bags. Yeah. The bread doesn't go first. Yeah. <laughs> if they're dumb enough to put the bread on the belt before the bottle of ketchup, that doesn't mean it goes in the bag first. That's right. And, and, and maybe on the first day you don't know that, but for but by the end of the week, yeah. And you know, like, and and you should want to get better. Yeah. And if you don't want to get better. Go, go push carts. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I, and I just think whatever, whatever you do in life, man, you should want to be the best you can be. Yeah. So, so as, yeah. as you played with, so, so how, what was the total time that you were with the souls? Mm, I was with the souls from, uh, 2000 to 2014. Holy cow. So you did a lot of like the, yeah. the warp tours and all the crazy yeah, summer from 2000. Tours. From 2000 on, man, yeah. I, my first record was how I spent my summer vacation. Holy shit. Um, yeah, that was right after they came out with Hopeless Romantic. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we like that whole epitaph room thing, you know, we, we were, I was still kind of caught up in that wave of, you know, the whole when epitaph and fat wreck were, and, 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 and Warp Tour was a punk, you know, I mean, not that Warp Tour was an amazing tour, and Lyman bringing the diversity that he did, yeah. you know, coming later years yeah. was fucking rad, you know, and, but I'm glad that I got to also see the first years, right. which, which I was, which I was even late to the punk years. Right. Um, but though, but it was just great to, you know, like the, just the, the souls, the anti-flaggers, the, the Pennywises, the no effects the bad religions, the less than Jake's like, and, yep. and you just made this, family out of everybody you yeah. know what i mean you just did you just they, oh yeah yeah i did it was, it was great it was an amazing experience like i said like those guys um i mean warp tour uh 2006 joe yeah. jet and the blackbirds yeah that's how i that's how i met them oh wow um yeah was, good segue um, and joni would come on my bus to hang out oh, cool. um and so 
because nobody would then look for her in the back of the Souls bus. Right. <laughs> yeah, they were definitely knocking on yeah. her bus to find her. <laughs> but you, if you were in the back of, the, of our bus, you never found her. You know, right. you just you couldn't. She was hidden. <laughs> She's so little that you were just like, you know. Right. Um, but that, yeah, that we just be we that's we you know became friends then, um, and then she they would come to like when the Souls. I, I think. They would just come to different, you know, soul shows. Yeah. She and Kenny and Dougie. Um, when we were playing in New York, I think the last time that they saw, um, it was like 2000, maybe 13. Wow. Uh, 12, 13. And they came to, uh, the Souls used to do that uh, Home for the Holidays at, um, at the Stone Pony. Yeah. Um, and so they came to one of those shows and, um, and she said to me after that, man, she was like, man, she's like, if I ever need a drummer, dude, I'm coming after you. Yeah. And I was like, and, 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 and we would always, you know, text each other every now and then or like, you know, for birthdays or holidays. Yeah. And so the next even, you know, bunch of days, she would be like, dude, tell me, we're all talking about you, bro. That's awesome. And I was like, you know, but, and it was just, just really nice. Yeah. Um, so then. Did you ever think someone like, like uh, did you, were huh? you ever, did you ever plan on like something like that? Not plan on it, but like, did you, I mean, I would have been surprised as shit if I was playing in the Balancing Souls. I'm a huge Joan Jett fan and I've liked her since I was like fucking 10 years, you know, like I was a little kid. So it's yeah. like, I, she was my first crush, you know what I mean? Like, cause she was badass. Dude, that's- you don't. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I I've seen everyone. It, it that is. I mean, it's that is that's the truth. Not only was she like, you know, she is beautiful, but she was beautiful inside as oh, well. Yeah. She was like rad. She was a, a great person. But then she was also like a badass because she was like singing and playing guitar. Yeah, wearing leather and wearing leather, and, 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 <laughs> leather, and it wasn't bubble gummy. It wasn't yeah. like, huh, you know, was it? And you were just like, oh my god, yeah. like yeah. I mean, it was when you were first like, that's like a real woman, like yeah. that's a real girl, like not. I, it, oh, that'll beat so your anyway, ass like, all the way down, <laughs> all the way. I've seen, I've seen it happen. Um, and we did, we did WrestleMania. Oh wow! And when you know, you know Dave Bautista. Yeah. So I mean. And I didn't know. I, I, I mean, dude, I haven't seen wrestling since like Bob Backlund. Right. Like, that's when. That's when I yep, yep. stopped knowing what W. <laughs> anyway, so when we play there, all those dudes are like chiseled pieces of art yep. walking around, and uh, and Bautista Dave walks in. We're like kind of in the same area where our dressing room was, and he was the exact same way, like fully like, oh god, like you can almost see him blush. Right. And he was like, oh. Joe Jet, yeah, uh, hi. Like you were my first crush. Like, and you don't know how many times I've heard people go, "You were my first crush." Like, ev- like every sports figure that we meet <laughs> was like, "I used to work, I used to work out to you all the time." <laughs> nice. Like, like you, you, you're always playing in the clubhouse, or you're, right. you're she, it's, and it, she's just, she's just rad that way. Yeah, that you want to, and the music's great, so you, you know, yeah, you yeah. want to. Um, no, I never planned on it. I never. I, I, not at all. I mean, did I want to go and do bigger things? Yeah, that's and that's inevitably kind of what led me to leave the Bouncing Souls. Right. <clears throat> um, but 
it, you know, it was, um, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely not like that. Yeah, I right. definitely didn't plan on that. Yeah, because sure. I mean, when he was, those seem to yeah, be so, like when, really rare opportunities. Like, just like like ha- the universe is just throwing you a bone, kind of thing. Like, holy shit, dude, what the fuck? It well, you know, it was funny to because uh, I I referenced home for the holidays. So when I when I got the call for this gig, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> pardon me, pardon me. Um, oh, you good? It was December. It was December twenty sixth. It was so it was the day after Christmas, which yeah. is the you know the souls do the home for the holidays, December twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth. Yep. And I get a call, and but it's from a number that I don't know, but I know that it's like Long Island, like five one six. Right. And I was like, uh, and I was like, uh, and I and then I get a message, and it's like, hello, it's Kenny Laguna, and I was like, oh shit, Kenny Laguna. <laughs> And so, like, did you, wait, when you said, did you ever imagine, um, I did then for like a second when, cause I was like in between gigs, I was right. doing some, I was just kind of doing some studio stuff, some, maybe some ska and reggae stuff yeah. down here. Um, I was, yeah, I was, I'd been working with Rome from Sublime, um, and oh. we were kind of in between stuff. Yeah. And so, um. When I got, for that second, I was like, oh, no way. Wow, wouldn't that be, and then I was like, oh, he just wants tickets to home for the holidays. And it, that's, like, that's exactly what I thought. I I, that, it, it, I had that instant, like, ooh, maybe, and then I was like, oh, no, no, no. He, right. he just wants tickets for home for the holidays, <laughs> and he doesn't know that I'm not the Bouncing Souls anymore. Right. And so I call him. And he picks up, and uh, and he's and he's like, "Hello," and I was like, "Hey, Kenny, it's Michael." He's like, "He goes, I was just on the phone with Brian, the bass player for the Bouncing right. Souls," and I was like, "And I and then you know, I went right into my in my brain. I was like, I knew it. He just wants tickets for the home for the holidays. That's all he was looking for." <laughs> and and he went, and I was looking to see if we could borrow you, but Brian says you're a free agent. And I and 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 that's when that's when I went back to when you went. Could you ever imagine? Right. And that's when I I sat up a little taller and I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, I, I was like, Kenny, I'm kind of I'm in between some work right now. I'm Just totally available. What do you, what do you got going? How you been? How's yeah. Joan? What's happening? But yeah, my heart definitely started to flutter a little bit, and I wow. was like, oh my god, is is he really? And, and what is he talking about? And then I, but I, then I instantly was like, "Hey, you know what's going on with Tommy?" Right. Um, my then my concern became what was happening with him. Right. Why did you want me? Right. Um, and and you know finding out that Tommy was sick. Right. Um, that that sucked. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it, it, it's slightly like winning the medal because the other guy couldn't finish the race. Right. Yeah. But yeah. but at the same time, you're like. I'll stand on the podium. Yeah, right. I guess I'll stand on the podium. I, yeah, I, I, for and and more like in an honor for you. Like yeah. I'll I'll, st- I'll I'll keep the seat warm for you. That's what. Yeah. Um, and I and I know Tom. I didn't know Tommy, so you know that's kind of really when I what whatever I do with with them, I never really you know, and it's five years now. But you know, Tommy Price is always going to be the drummer for the Blackhearts, and I am. Will, will always and that that's not what they tell me right 
that I, I am welcome like a family member, yeah. but I, in my brain, I, you know, <laughs> I, you got to just sort of give your due and give a lot of due to yep. people before you sometimes and respect. And, you know, he did a lot, man. I mean, he's yeah. been shaping a lot of bands. And so it's cool. I, I just, I, you know, I keep the seat warm for him. That's awesome, man. Man, Michael, you said you need to be done by eight. We get we made it under the gun. It was a great conversation. I, again, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know you're busy. You just had a birthday again. Happy birthday again! And uh, no worries, no I worries. Hope it, I hope it we can. Uh, I mean, if you if you have any other questions, man, we can. I can take. I, you know, I can take a question or two if you have anything else else you want to quickly talk about. I have. Okay, a cool. I mean, yeah, because um um. Okay, so like, what besides? Or if you needed to do this, or if you wanted a different, we can. Yeah. Record something later if you needed. Yeah. Like, you're, well, you're see, like I, dude, I have another hour. Of shit. Oh like, yeah. Then, I'll, then we can. Definitely. Then we can easily take a couple questions, and then we, if you and I needed to record something yeah, for man. you for later. Yeah. I, I can easily do. We can. We can make a time to do that again as well. Cool. Awesome. I I'll I'll definitely hit you up because I'm kind of curious. Like, if you have any thoughts down the road or have any plans or anything else that you're doing right now that you want to share with besides Joan Jett, or if you want to leave any information for anybody just to, like, where they can find you at online, if you have a YouTube page, like, what anything else like that you would like to leave the listeners? I, um, I, I just have a Facebook and an Instagram. I don't really do the YouTube. Okay. I have, I have a YouTube account. But it's mostly so that I can um, find videos and keep <laughs> right. videos, and then I as practice tools. Um, nice. But yeah, I don't. <clears throat> that's a whole other conversation, Jason, of the people <laughs> that aren't really in bands but have like a bazillion and a half YouTube followers. Yeah, it's really and, weird. And just play other people's songs. I, yeah. which again, man, I'm gonna. I was doing that before you and I were talking. I was yep. fully into the Amy Weinstein uh, oh. Back to Black record. Oh, no so, shit. But, but yeah, fully in it. But, which is, you know, that's, I love playing. I mean, if, if, if there's, you don't know how many people I meet, especially drummers that are like, I'm like, well, how do you practice? And they're like, you know, this way. And I'm like, do, do you play with a, do you put on a metronome? And most will be like, no. And I'll be like, okay, well, you should play along to something. I was like, do you ever play along to a record? Yeah. And they're like, no. And I'm like, and it, it's not as prevalent now. Right. It used to be completely prevalent where I'd be like, yep. do yourself a favor, go and get some like over-the-ear cans yeah. and plug in your iPod and just play along. And if that's not loud enough, get yourself like a little like mini mixer. Yeah. I was like, but playing along to music is like crucial like that's the only way you can figure out what you're sort of doing that's that's how i, I did mean, it. It's like yeah yeah i mean you play along and you're trying to figure out some jason black bass lines exactly and, you know <laughs> dude i was just i was playing exister the other day man oh, i was like i mean everything in their catalog man i don't care till the wheels fall off to, on up or whatever, but like it's and if I is that the right word? Is that telling me is that the right the yeah. first one to the wheels fall off? Yep. Or something like that. But yeah. yeah. But like it's all amazing. Yeah. And it's like that shit, like, it's a learning tool. Like I don't need like 
you'll see sometimes like I'll I'll have a post and I'll be soaking wet. Right. Uh, and, and and I'll be like, I don't need a gym. I have like the new Bad Religion record and a drum set. Exactly. You know, like and and you don't, man. You just like I don't need a gym. I have a I have the, I have the Hot Water Music catalog. Yeah. Like that is enough for my brain and my body to try to figure out in an <laughs> evening. Like you know. <laughs> Not even one record I'm going to get through, let alone so. But yeah, you know what I mean? So, Awesome. Definitely interesting. Definitely cool, interesting. man. Again, thank you so much for doing this. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, everybody, please, please check out. If you need out. anything else, give, give me a buzz. No, I'll be back in touch uh, with you for sure. Free, we'll talk again. Yeah, man. Michael, thanks again for doing this so much. Uh, thanks for adding to this thing that I'm growing, kind of like this historical podcast library of bands and artists and musicians that have uh, made uh, probably helped a lot of people get out of a lot of bad situations uh, help them uh, have a better day uh, help them feel better about themselves and maybe even give them the courage to go on and start music so I just wanted to thank you for coming on here and having this time with me and uh, best to you and yours and uh, have, a well, great, have a great night well, Mr. Koger, I would I would love to talk to you again. Yeah, um, let's try to set up another time for something else. If, Definitely. If not in the next couple months, like uh, this summer. Yeah. Because uh, we're in, you know, and I can we can do something from the road. That'd be cool. We're going out with uh, Motley Crue and Def Leppard and Poison. I've been wanting to so check I'm out sure that. I've been trying to figure out like, I are you guys doing? Are you in Orlando, Tampa, or Jack? Like what? Are, are you, what? I think it's just or I think it's just Orlando. Okay. I, I mean, I know it's Miami, and then was, I think there's Camping World. Okay. In Orlando. I used to date a heavy metal uh, chick, so I've seen all those bands. So, I was a punk kid who dated you know a heavy what? metal I, chick. So I I got to see the best. I got to see Seven Second Circle Jerks, and then I'd go to a Motley Crue concert. So. Well, this is going to be my first Motley Crue, Def Leppard, or Poison concert. <laughs> it's very, it's those guys. And, and, those so guys are wild. And we'll, and we'll end, but <laughs> but but as well on on those on another serious note. But we'll yeah, let's talk because because you know what, man, I, I have those days too. Yeah, no, where for sure. where you don't want to get up and you don't want to and you feel like you're less than human. Yep, yep. Or less than who you. Or you feel like you're less than you want to be. Yeah. And those days, man, I mean, you know, they're, they come, they're, it's, they come all the time. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's, no, nothing is made, you know, lots of things can make that easy, but it, it's really only us. But I mean, I still have those, just like we all do. Yeah, man. You know, there's I appreciate no, that. you don't all of a sudden, you know, get into Bouncing Souls or Joe Jen the Blackhearts and all of a sudden the sun starts to shine and everything right. opens up and you're like, everything's perfect. Perfect, yeah. I'm, yeah, not really. You know, it, it, <laughs> or, yeah, or, or you, could, you could all of a sudden be like, I'm the star Yankees pitcher. Yep. You know, there's, it, we all had, there's a lot of weight for everybody, man. Yep. And, and if you feel like you got weight, yeah, you just gotta, you, you gotta know that you're not, you're not alone. Yeah, man. You know, you also, you, you know, I also, I'm a believer that, you know, there, I don't, I don't shame those that, that, you know, there is no, well, you know what you're going to do to people. No, that's not actually the point. Yeah. When we feel that way, we feel that that is the best thing for everyone. Right. 
it's not a it's not a selfish act yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a very desperate plea to help not only yourself, yeah. but to to free everyone else of the burden that you think you've become yeah. to them. Yeah, exactly. And to society. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, this is very never true. shame somebody, never yeah. make someone feel bad about nope. it. Give them a hug. Yeah. Reach out and love someone. Yeah. And in the state that we're in today, the more love we can have in this world, the, the better. better. Yeah. On that, Mr. Coger, seriously, you and I, let's keep talking. All right, Mr. McGregor. I wish everybody a happy, happy night. I send you all the love, my friend, in your journey. Thank you. And uh, and yeah, yeah, well, my brother, let's keep talking. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, you're, I'll you're, be, I'll, I'll be at that Orlando show for sure. So. Cool. If I can help you out in any way. I do. Again, I don't. I don't know what our things are right now. Yeah, but we're not really out there. I mean, even if even if it was just like two seconds outside of a you know standing outside and just bullshitting for a few minutes and saying hi, that would be more than enough. Oh no no no. (laughs) Yeah no for sure. But yeah, but I'm 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 still from the punk world where I'm kind of like what everybody can't come backstage and just sort of hang out. Yeah right. Yeah. Totally. I just I just I don't I I just feel there is no. We all bleed red. You yep. know what I mean? There's no, there's no, there's nobody bleeding, you know, <laughs> yeah. white gold or, you nope. know, there's, it's, it's, there's no gold blood, man. Nope, so nope. anyway, we'll you have, you have a really wonderful night. I Thanks, cannot man. thank you enough for having me on here. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. We'll talk again. Yeah, man. You have a great night. Take care, Mike. What's up? Bye-bye. Peace. All right, folks. That was Michael McDermott. From all those bands, a mini, a mini, a Mesoscopheles, a ska band, uh, Murphy's Law guys. I mean, like, he has done all types of stuff. He's a drummer who just keeps on drumming. Great, great stuff. Great conversation. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm really glad that he had a chance to do it. I thank you all for listening. We're under an hour. That's amazing. Um, so you guys take care. You have a great night. And again, like you said, show love when you can. Be kind when you can. You know, And uh, do as much for other people as you can. So uh, on that note, I'm out of here. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Without you, there is no me. And you guys take care and have a good week. Peace. Love you.